Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Good morning, my beautiful friend. Welcome to your first Tuesday of November. I promise you that this is going to be a day unlike any you have ever lived before. So let's rip into this gift together. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, The Safe Road to Hell. Join me now as we recite our Faith Your Day proclamation first before we get into our episode. If this is new to you, I've put a copy of it in the show notes so that you can say and profess it every day if you'd like. Print it out, type it out, copy it, tweak it, whatever you want. Just let's get in the habit of doing a proclamation every morning to just get our day fired up and get us in the mindset of how to faith this day of life rather than simply facing it like most people are going to choose to do today. All right, here we go. Jesus, thank you so much for loving me in the way that you do. You designed me on purpose for a purpose. I want to live to my full potential today with a mindset that honors you and a soul that seeks to know you better. Jesus, I know that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and I ask you to guide me and reveal to me what it is that you want to show me here, have me experience here, and learn from this season. Help mold me and shape me into the best version of me. I will live today as your vessel, ready to receive your word and respond to your promptings and pour out your overflowing love to those all around me. Please allow your thoughts to become my thoughts, your ways to become my ways, and your will to become what I truly desire. Jesus, if you are in it, I want it. And if you are not, I don't. I choose to faith this day of life. I am so grateful to be your girl. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, as you might have noticed and guessed over the past 137 weeks of doing this podcast, I really enjoy the process of writing. Each week, when I sit down to write for this episode, I actually really look forward to the time and engagement that it takes to put together something just for you. But aside from writing, I really love to read. Like, I really, really love to read. And currently, I've been reading a few books by C.S. Lewis. You might know C.S. Lewis from the classic Narnia series, made famous by the second book in that series, which is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's the one that most people tend to be familiar with. And if you've ever read 
that book or watch the movie, you might be under the assumption that C.S. Lewis is a children's author. While the Narnia series is typically thought of as a kids or youth adult series, C.S. Lewis is actually one of the most prolific Christian authors of all time. He was an Oxford Don and a Cambridge professor, and he has written a roster of classic literature that few can compare with. The book that I am currently reading is called The Screwtape Letters. This book is so unique. It's so interesting. It's written in the format of letters from an uncle named Screwtape to his nephew, Wormwood, and they both work for the devil. And this is interesting because it's all about how they are strategizing to get their quote unquote client to distance himself from who they refer to in this book as the enemy, but who we would refer to as our loving heavenly father. It's unlike anything I've ever read before. It's ironic and clever and very thought provoking. I read a quote from this book the other night that I reread about five times in a row. It just hit me. And it's the one quote that has inspired this episode. So I'm going to read the section for you right now, but I'm going to then reread just the last little bit of it, which is what I just thought was so powerful. Okay. So then after that, we're going to read something that Jesus said that also supports this exactly. So it all kind of flows together. And that's where our content for the episode is coming today. Okay. So this is the section of the book from the Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis that I want to share with you now. It says, you will say that these are very small sins and doubtless, like all young tempters, you are anxious to be able to report spectacular wickedness. But do remember The only thing that matters is the extent to which you separate the man from the enemy. It does not matter how small the sins are provided, that their cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and out into the nothing. Murder is no better than cards if cards can do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. So let me reread that last little part over again. Okay. This is what I found myself just going over and over. It says, indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. My sister, isn't this brilliant advice for us all? Truth that we bear witness to all the time? Disengagement, comfort, and ease are the safest ways to lose your way to where Jesus is trying to take you. And I bet you can already guess which teaching of Jesus's I want to look at today as it is so parallel to this quote that I couldn't help but have it come into my mind as I read what I just shared by C.S. Lewis. So let's go into scripture. We're going to go into the gospels today into Matthew chapter seven. This is from Jesus's Sermon on the Mount teaching. We're going to look at verses 13 and 14 right now. Again, Matthew chapter seven. It says, 
You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gate to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. My sister, here are two passages that paint a picture of what the road to hell looks like. In C.S. Lewis's version, it's a gradual, comfortable, easy, unmarked road. And in Jesus's description, the highway to hell is wide and accessible to many. He also inadvertently mentions it being the easy road, as he contrasts by saying that the road to life is the hard road. So what does this mean for you today? How does Jesus's teaching from over 2,000 years ago and C.S. Lewis's words from almost a century ago have any impact on us as 21st century women? It all comes down to the battle being waged today for your soul. Jesus would love for you to join him in eternity And Satan is hoping that you get yourself on that smooth highway and coast right along to hell and into eternal damnation. I know that sounds pretty heavy for this morning, but when we zoom out, we realize why we are here on earth and it becomes a lot clearer. We can get so caught up in day-to-day living and focusing on all the distractions that really we often lose sight of the point of life, which is to bring glory to God by demonstrating his love to others and being of service as he requires. I like to think about earth as this warm-up to the big game. And this is just your practice run, but it is the essential practice run because it is what will determine if you go on to play in the real game or if you'll be riding a bench in a fiery inferno for eternity. You might be wondering, why doesn't the highway to life feel easy and smooth and comfortable? Shouldn't it? How does it even make sense that what feels good could bring you somewhere that you never want to be near? I think it's because Jesus is the king of a very upside down kingdom. He tells us to get used to different. And this mindset is very different. If you were to ask the majority of people what they want, I would guess that the vast majority would choose comfort and easy if given the choice. Not many people are signing up for uncertain and hard and strenuous because that just doesn't sound as pleasant. But what if we were to consider that if we put in the effort now, we get to reap the rewards of planting those seeds later. But if we choose to kick back and relax now, there will not be a harvest to reap later. The reason that the enemy makes the path to hell so easy is so that he can get as many people onto it as possible. Did you notice in the last part of his quote that it said there was no sudden turns, milestones, or signposts? What is that all about? I think that that is exactly what autopilot living looks like. If we choose to live our life on autopilot, like we go through the motions, wake up, go to work, wish it was a day off, and then crash into bed, wondering how we can feel so wiped out, but not feeling like we accomplished anything, 
then if we're doing that, we're choosing a life of distraction. Life simply slides by and one day we look back wondering where it all went. This is how the devil wants you to live. He'll try to widen out the sudden turns because we know that it's in the turns and the twists and the toils that we get to know Jesus better because those are our struggles, right? When the road gets twisty and windy, we have to wake up and pay attention. We can't just autopilot it on that type of road. So he wants to make his highway as straight and uneventful as possible. Like Satan wants you to just crank on the cruise control and wake up when it's the end of your life and you look back and you think, oh shoot, where was I for all of this, right? He doesn't want too many stops along the way because the stops are what wake you up and make you wonder which direction you're headed in and where you are destined to end up. You have to pay attention when the road gets windy and there's stops along the way. If he offered you milestones to pay attention to, then you would become aware of the journey. You'd be present and expectant. And quite frankly, he wants you as dazed and confused on this journey as possible. If you're disconnected, bored, and underwhelmed by all that is going on around you, then you are likely to unplug even more and simply coast along with even less concern and engagement. Look around you today and see if you notice that that's exactly what most people are doing, existing, but not really living at all. Finally, C.S. Lewis notes that there aren't signposts along the way, along the safe road to hell. And without signposts, where do we get girls? Nowhere, right? We get lost, unsure of where we are. Signs don't work in the enemy's favor. But what about Jesus? Does his way leave us feeling lost and unsure? My friend, can I remind you that Jesus claims himself to be the way. He is the way. John chapter 14, verse 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus is the road to life. He leads right to the Father and not only gives us turn-by-turn directions, he has provided us with a manual on how to get there. The enemy wants us lost and misguided, coasting along on autopilot, and Christ simply asks us to follow his signs and be present on this journey, even when it isn't easy. It's not what culture today offers us. It's not the popular choice, and it's not supposed to be. Remember, he says only a few will find it. My friend, we serve in an upside-down kingdom. So I'm wondering if you will commit today to becoming one of the few who will take that way, whether it be deciding to do the right thing, even though it feels like the little sins really don't matter, or choosing integrity and humility, even when it's the difficult thing to do. The choice of which road you cruise on is yours. Just be fully aware ahead of time which road will lead you to which destination. Autopilot living isn't what Jesus is promoting. And a windy, 
twisty, white-knuckle drive isn't what the enemy is hoping you are going to choose. The reality, though, is that there is a journey ahead, a road to choose. And I can't help but get the feeling today that Jesus wants you to know that he's going to be in the vehicle with you and make this a trip of your life if you let him, if you choose that high road, that difficult road, that narrow road that leads to him. It's time to bypass the highway to hell, bypass the safe road, and take the next exit through the narrow gate that leads on to eternal life with Jesus. I know it is a message you are meant to hear today. I don't know, maybe you're debating about a decision or you're kind of contemplating a choice right now. And who knows, maybe this episode is exactly what you needed to hear to say that, you know what, just get rid of the safe road. It looks appealing. It's what most people are going to take, but we know it just doesn't end up where we want to be. I hope that you have the most amazing week ahead. I will be joining you here again next Tuesday. I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with me. And I invite you back next time next week. Wishing you all of God's blessings from my heart to yours. Bye for now. 